Blog Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon and greetings from Boston. It is my delight, my pleasure to introduce my guest today, my first guest, because I'm on a ride for about three hours with you today. Um, My special guest is Tiffany Hunt. Hello, Tiffany. Welcome to Vic Friends Podcast. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's dig on in there. Let's go on into the deep end and tell my audience today, who is Tiffany Hunt? Okay. Well, again, my name is Tiffany Hunt. I was born in Greensboro, North Carolina, pretty much born and raised there. I recently just moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, um, November of last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting acclimated to the area. I'm a mother of two. I have a 23-year-old and a 13-year-old. I'm also a grandmother of one, and she's four. Excuse me, a handful. <laughs> I'm an administrative assistant. I work at the women's prison here in Raleigh, um, which is never a dull moment for me. I love all <laughs> things wine. All right, now. My Yes, my downtime, I like to do um, crafting. I like to do a lot of diaper cakes and letter wrapping and things like that. So I'm just uh all-around American girl. I'm currently getting ready to be married October the 15th, so I'm doing my own wedding decoration, so I'm in a Woo-hoo. frenzy. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Wonderful news. Well, let's dig on in a little bit. So you told us a little about who exactly Tiffany is. So mm-hmm. when did you first notice? When were you first diagnosed with vitiligo? Um, I was first diagnosed with it, I believe I was probably around 25. Um, mm-hmm. And it came about I was just going to the doctor for a regular checkup, and then I had a it was a doctor standing in for my regular doctor, and she started asking me questions about my hands. Um, and from there on, then I, I had got diagnosed with it. But I've had it all my life. I was actually born with it. Oh, so it's, but you yeah. were born with it, but then you were officially, mm-hmm. officially diagnosed at age 25. Yep. Okay. So let's go so back I've to that. I've for a while. Let's go back before 25. Was it mm-hmm. noticeable in your, say, elementary school years? Yes. Um, that's when elementary school is when they first started. They would look at me and be like, well, what's wrong with your fingers? Why do your fingertips look like that? And to me, since I had it during birth, it was all, I thought it was normal. I'm looking at everybody else's fingertips like, ain't yours like this? <laughs> 
So when I when I started to notice it, it was just like okay, and I think that's when I started to like retract. I used to like to wear the little sandals and stuff, but my feet are like it are just like my hands. So I was like, I'm just gonna wear sneakers all the time and mm. try to keep my hands in my pockets or keep my hands hidden so people wouldn't ask me about it because I was uncomfortable and not knowing <laughs> what it was, seeing that I'm different from everybody. I'm like, okay. I don't want I don't want anybody to see it and stuff. So, so before you notice before you notice this, were you familiar at all with vitiligo? Was is there any family history or anybody you you knew with vitiligo? Not at all. Not on either side of my family, my mom's side or my dad's side. I'm the only one. Wow. Now here you are, a little girl. And so you give me an age about when you thought you noticed it. What, what, how old were you then when you noticed um, it? When I noticed it, I was probably coming, I'd say, around fifth grade because hmm. that's when everybody started pointing it out. And like I said, to me, I just I thought I was regular. I thought everybody's hands was like that. Mm. But once the attention was brought to me that, okay, no, you're you're different. Yes. It's not the same. Then it was like, okay. So, yeah, I'd say around fifth grade, and then from there on, it just progressed, and people would constantly ask, What's they would ask. Hands? why your fingers look like that. Uh-huh. And I'm like, uh-huh. I don't I didn't even know what it was. So I'm like, I don't know. It's, I don't know. They're just like that. Mm. So I didn't have anything to give them. And then once Michael – Michael George, um, Michael Jackson came out with it. Then I was like, okay, I got what he got. Mm. <laughs> so let's, at, at, at grade five, your parents didn't take you to the doctor then. Mm-mm. Wow. Okay. No. So you were not trying or using anything from grade five until you really got diagnosed at, at age twenty-five. At Full age 20 twenty-five, years. and yeah, I never used anything or tried to figure out what it was. My my mom and my dad never really said anything to me about it at all. Mm. I mean even to this day even to this day it's not like a discussion that they have with me about it and stuff. They know what it is now and it's just like, oh okay, that's what it is. It's just normal. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And here you are, fifth grader Growing up to, you know, got to go into middle school, high school. What were you feeling on the inside that your fingers look so different from every, what was your feeling? Can you remember what sort of feeling? Yeah. I felt alone. I felt like, okay, this makes me look ugly. Mm. This doesn't. So, yeah, I felt alone. I just started to just, yeah, try to be like on the outside of everybody, not bring too much attention to myself. Mm-hmm. Like keeping that, those so. hands in your pockets, huh? Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping sneakers wow. on my feet. If I did wear my feet out, it was just like uh, it made me uncomfortable. I was never comfortable enough to show it. And if it had to show, then I was just like, oh, God, I had anxiety about, oh, I don't want to see it. People getting ready to start stare at me, ask me questions that I can't answer because I don't really know right. myself. Hmm. Now, if there's some teenagers out there listening, now you're gonna you're relating re- relating to them. So, as 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 you're moving into high school and boyfriends and prom and dating, tell me what was that experience like with this newfound thing? 
Uh, it's hard because you're always guess, trying to guess to see, okay, if they are looking at my hands, do they want to know what mm. this is? Are they scared by it? It's just different things. Even people's reactions to you, it may be about something else, but to you it's like, okay, are they reacting that way because what I have, my condition and things like that. And it's just, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, people can be harsh, and then it's like, yeah, during your high school years, you're trying to find yourself, what you want to do, what you want to be in life, and then you have this stigma that's just like stopping right. you because you don't know how somebody's going to react. Even now in my adult age, sometimes I get anxiety going somewhere new or something because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, how is somebody getting ready to react to me? I'm glad you're saying that and, because there's still some people that would not even admit to the line you just said, that yeah. you still at this age feel some type of way. Say that again. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. And I do. I just, I, and I'll be saying to myself sometimes, like, okay, am I the only one I feel like? Am I too old to nope. be feeling this way? But it's a nope. reaction that I have. And I mean, I have it a, a lot more than not. It's just like, especially going into something new or somewhere new when mm-hmm. you've been around like, people that know you so they're used to you now so you know that they're okay they're not going to ask no questions they're not going to put you on the spot but when you go out somewhere and it's just like okay yeah here come the new stairs and now i have to deal with this all over again Mm. it's a lot to handle girl people don't know this journey because you're telling everybody's story you're online today telling everybody's story that's our story doesn't matter your color your race your gender We all experience that, no matter who you are in this vitiligo family. Now, let's bring it back to 25 a little bit, age 25. Mm -hmm. So you've got this diagnosis. What did the doctors say, and how were they prepared to treat you? Uh, My doctor wasn't really prepared to treat me. Um, She sent me to a dermatologist, and she said for me to go there to see if there's anything they can do to try to help me reverse it. I went to the dermatologist and they told me about, um, I forgot, it was a cream that she wanted me to try. I forgot the name of it, but I didn't want to try it. I asked her first and said, what is it getting ready to do? Mm. She said, it should help your coloring to go back to normal. I took the cream home, but I never used it. Wow. Because what? I kept saying to myself, do I want, I mean, what is normal? For me, it was like, I've I've had this all my life, so what is normal? What is normal mm-hmm. going to look like after I do mm-hmm. this? And it was like, I think I'll just stay with <laughs> what God has given me and ride it out. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, didn't want to take a cream for something. And especially to me, I was just like, okay, well, this is not hurting me. It's not, I'm not hurting from it, so... To me, it was just, this is just something I have to deal with. This is something I'm going to do. I'm not going to take a medicine to try to change my skin color back. <laughs> and then in turn, you're scared because, like, okay, what color is it getting ready to change my skin? Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. So I didn't want to take that. I just said, I'll just, I'm 25 now. Let's just, yeah. Yeah. I'll deal with it. 
So it's uh, trying to track the story, this whole journey. Mm-hmm. So start on your fingers. Now it's on your toes. You're into your mid-20s, going into your 30s. Have it now reached to your face, or where else is the vitiligo now? Yes, it's, um, by the time I had my sec, I had my son when I was 32, so around 34, I got a spot. I woke up one morning, and I had this spot around my eye, and I was like, mm. oh, my goodness. And that threw me for a shock because, like I said, okay, I've had it all my life, so I'm used, getting used to it. Mm-hmm. and what my hands and my feet look like. But now it's like, okay, it's on my face, and I can't cover this. <laughs> right. Mm. So, yeah, that threw me for a shock. So I had anxiety a lot. Of course. Of course. Going somewhere, and it's just like, yeah, and now I'm just like, now this is another new norm I got to get used to, and now I got to get used to those stairs. Mm. different stairs that come with different stages because, yeah, the way people are reacting to you, like, oh, my God, what's on her face? And right. Did you get burned? And, uh, did somebody uh-huh. do something to you? And that's when mm-hmm. I first started getting the burned questions. And I'm just like, oh, my God, really? Y'all think I look like I'm burned? And mm. So it was, like, shocking. To, now I'm dealing with the new norm. Right. And right. I think for, like, a year I had that spot on my face and then it went away mm. and my color, my color changed back to regular. Wait a minute. And Were you it, using something? Nope. Wow. And this, I don't this wear makeup. Lego, this little Lego has a mind of its own girl. Yes, it does. It comes and goes when it wants to. And I finally got to a point after it went away. Um, I think a few months later, Probably, i say around four or five months later, it came back on both eyes. Oh, boy. Yeah, so now it's like it is now, and it just, on my face, it goes away sometimes, and then it comes mm-hmm. right back. So no I makeup. just learned to be, no makeup. Makeup. I only do makeup if I'm doing pictures or something. Okay, okay, okay. Other than that, I don't do makeup. My whole family's been, like, natural all our lives, so... Make up something I I do sparingly, but I've never gotten to a point where I wanted to hide it. I mm. had the anxiety and I dealt with it, but I never got to a point where I wanted to hide it. Like I want to wear makeup to cover it up. I never wanted to cover it up. It was just like mm. something in me was like, if you got to deal with it, they got to deal, deal with, with it. it too. So, yeah. Now I like to ask this question of of mothers. Because mm-hmm. here you are with children. Uh, I had a mother the other day, a few months ago, that um, said the five-year-old told her, Mommy, don't come back to pick me up at school. Guess why? So oh, my question to you, where were your children in the midst of this now appearing on your eyes? How were they adjusting? What are they asking? Uh, well, my daughter, when it first appeared on my face, my daughter was already 13. Mm-hmm. So for her, she's seen mommy's hands and feet. Um, she absolutely, she hates people's feet, but she loves to play with my feet because of the vitiligo. I don't know what it is about her. <laughs> <laughs> so for her, it was like, okay, that's the normal for her. That's my, that's how my mommy looks. 
Mm-hmm. And she understood before me even having like a deep conversation with her, because I never really had a deep conversation with her about my vitiligo till she until she was like eighteen. But mm-hmm. even before then, it was like she had an understanding. Okay, that's my mom, so it didn't matter to her. She would get to a point where someone said something about me. She was like my bodyguard. <laughs> that's good. You better, that's good. <laughs> you better leave my mom alone, cause. <laughs> Yeah, she loved it. And she would tell, she told me later on that her friends would come over to the house. She was like, and they loved you. They thought you were beautiful. They thought you were crazy. Oh, and stuff. So sweet. And so I was just like, okay, well, kids have a better understanding and grasp of things than yeah. adults do sometimes. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah. They can handle but, stuff but better than But sometimes I've heard the ones that say that the kids wanted, I wanted to know. Am I, mommy, am I going to get what you have? Any of those questions? Yes. Yes. My daughter has asked that question. Um, when she was young, she asked if she was going to get it. And I told her, I said, I don't know. I said, because I don't know how it spreads. And mm-hmm. you may get it, you may not get it. And even as she got older, she used to be like wishing she had it. Mm-hmm. And she would be like, I want to be like you, mama. I think she just thought this was cool. <laughs> that's, so, yeah. that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, so then, my son, he has autism, so he doesn't really, to him, that's just mommy. Mm, yeah. And, you know, in a sense, and they, they love you regardless. They mm-hmm. love you regardless. So, wow. Now, let's bring it a little up a little further. So you're in your 30s and life is going, and you just mentioned um, getting married in October, finding mm-hmm. a new love in your life. Was oh that intimidating? And how did he address <laughs> your vitiligo? <laughs> yes, that is very intimidating. I had been married for eight years before I found mm-hmm. my fiance now. Mm-hmm. And um, that was my daughter's father. So he was familiar with it and stuff. So it was totally different once we divorced trying to get out there and date somebody who doesn't know you. Mm. And now you have to explain this to them and make sure they're okay. But when I met my fiance, he was like, he told me, he was like, that's one of the things that attracted me to you. Nice. He was like, I didn't look at it as like, oh, God, I need to find out what's wrong with her before I talk to her. So he said, I saw you. And I was just like, wow, she's beautiful. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life with her. And to me, it, it shocked me. I was like, are you sure? I was like, do you need me to tell you what's going on with my face and things like that? And he was like, yeah, you can tell me because I want to know. He was like, but he didn't want, he was like, I, don't tell me because you think that's going to affect how I feel about you. Awesome. Awesome. So that Pure was love. great for me. That was the best <laughs> reaction to have. Yes. yes. It was, yeah. and he was like, okay, when you have, when we had our, we had a Villago group meeting one day, and I was like, would you like to go with me? And he was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, I want to go with you. He was like, whatever awesome. you're doing, I want to be a part of it. And he was like, that's a awesome. part of you, so I want to be a part of it. He was like, I need to know what's going on, if there's something I need to do and things like that. So, yeah, he's and what been is, a great And what is support. the mister's name? What is his name? Fleming. His name is Fleming Stansel. Fleming, we salute you wherever you are. If you're hearing this recording, we salute you, sir. That's a man's man. (laughs) 
Yes. Real love. He is amazing. Real love knows no boundaries, knows no color, knows no vitiligo. Speak to that. No yes. boundaries. Yes. No boundaries at all because I tell I tell him all the time we talk about it. I was like it's not like night and day from my first marriage because my husband always looked at me. And he was like, well, why somebody want to talk to you about that? Or mm. what makes you great? And it was just like a struggle. Mm. And then to come out and have somebody that doesn't know you and is just like I'm here for you. I'm all in looks up everything. He's like, well, what does this mean? And he'll look at me and be like, you got some new spots. I see them. Mm. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Listen, you, God saw that you needed somebody like this somebody right here. Fleming yes. is a blessing. Sounds like a gift from God. Because we have yes. men right now who are not coming to regular vitiligo meeting, but here he is wanting to go with you. I'm touched. Right. Yes. That's beautiful. It was a God scene. I love it. Yeah. He knows what we need when we need what we need. So thank you, exactly. Fleming. We're with yes. you all. <laughs> <laughs> so the children understand that what mommy's, what mommy has is not contagious. It's not dangerous to the point where your daughter plays with your feet. That is amazing. And that's why we're doing yes this type of thing of talking to different people. I just shuffle names and I said, God, pick a name for me. And here's Tiffany telling her journey. And, yeah. you know, people will think it's, it was, it's bad to some people, but had your life been bad because of it? I go, Tiffany, speak to that. No, no, I can't say that my life has been bad. Um, I would say that what I may see as the bad parts are just that struggle of, getting used to something new, getting used to something mm. that I didn't understand at first. But yes. for me, like, Vitilago has made it better for me, I would say, because it's given me more confidence than I probably would have had just not having Vitilago. It makes wow. me feel closer to God because I feel like, okay, every time he touches me, I get a new spot. Mm. And it's just like, okay, he takes extra time to mm. touch to draw on me. So for me, it's just like, yes, like, yeah. Bill Lago has, yeah. I Beautiful. love it. I wouldn't change it. I've never thought about, yeah, getting rid of it or taking any type of medicines, and I never would. It's a part of me. It's what he gave me. Amen. Tiffany, people go to tattoo parlors to look like you, but your God has painted you so unique. Yes. So he handcrafts the work on our bodies. That is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. That is so beautiful. Let's take a break. Get some tea. Get some water. Whatever we need to do. Give me five minutes okay. to make some announcements, and I will come right back to you. Thank you again. All right. You're welcome. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. My conversation will continue in a little bit with Tiffany out of North Carolina. We hope that you're enjoying this time. Um, we're celebrating uh, Vitiligo Awareness Month locally, nationally, and internationally. Celebrations have begun, and so it's a wonderful time for us. We want you to know that Vit Friend, uh, Vit Friends podcast is being sponsored by my Vitiligo's team, and we're just so honored and proud starting June 1st, that they have partnered with us to make sure 
We're getting the word out. Please, uh, we're asking that you support them, follow them. They are the people that's um, sponsoring our World Vitiligo um, uh, upcoming uh, virtual event, which will be on June 26th uh, for three to four hours. And you can find more details about My Vitiligo's team, our sponsor, and about the upcoming virtual at myvitiligosteam.com backslash resources. Again, my vitiligo's team uh, backslash, uh, let me do that again, myvitiligoteam.com backslash resources will give you information about the upcoming virtual conference and information as well about my vitiligo's team. Um, uh, upcoming podcast, um, again, today at 3 o'clock, I'm with Don from Indiana. Uh, tomorrow, Sunday at 2 p.m., uh, Mark, my co-host, uh, will, ho- will um, have a conversation with Andre Joaquim out of Chicago. Also on Sunday, I will have a conversation at 3 p.m. with Nariska from Atlanta, Georgia. And on Tuesday, I will have a conversation with Jackie McDonald from California. So we are, we're going all around the USA. Can you see us traveling places we've never been? But because we're in this community, because we are one family, we are trying our best to reach out across the board. Uh, New to our podcast team is Miss Tiffany Grant. Many know Tiffany because of what she's tattooed on the inner part of her arm. It says it's called Vitiligo. And we met with her, at least saw her for the first time in 2016 at the National Rally on the Capitol Steps. Uh, And we are just so proud to add her As a team member, her podcast hopefully will start next week. You'll hear her first podcast. And the name of her show is called, It's Called Vitiligo. Also, we've added her to the Vit Friends board. And we've also added um, a new section that she'll lead for us called Women's Workshop. Oh, my goodness, people are asking to join that. It's really, really kicked off well with the number of people uh, that's asking to join from Indonesia, Peru, the Caribbean, um, California, just an enormous amount of places people are uh, getting, um, sending friend requests to that page. So we're excited. And so I'll stop there as far as our announcements. But again, my Vitiligo's team is a sponsor for this, and we're so um, excited about that. And I want to go back into my conversation now with Tiffany and continue to talk. But let me just throw a little twist to this conversation. If you're out there and you're a friend of Tiffany's, you want to say something to her, just to greet her if she's Um, means anything to you on this vitiligo journey, Um, you want to encourage her in any way, especially as we're celebrating Vitiligo Awareness Month. 
Please call Tiffany now in studio, 516-666-9973. Again, 516-666-9973. I'll open the lines for the first three callers that wants to say hello to my special guest. So, Tiffany, let's continue the conversation. Are you there? Yes. Okay, let's jump back in. It's been a delight so far. Let's continue where we left off. So okay. you talked a little about um, Fleming going with you to um, your Vitiligo meeting. Tell us a little mm-hmm. about your meetings there and how important it is for folks to connect themselves with a support group. Oh, that is a big importance. The support group is a big help. Um, I think I stumbled across the um, North Carolina support group. It's probably been about five years um, I stumbled across that group. And my first meeting, they were in Charlotte at the park, and it was just all love and the atmosphere, the energy they brought with them, the confidence that they brought with them, I can say <clears throat> helped me build my confidence more because it was like, okay, they're they're familiar with this and they're comfortable. Mm. So I don't have to feel like I need to be so closed in. I can actually come out of my shell because now I'm with a group of people who share the same thing, who share the same feelings as I do and experiences. So that helped me a lot to come out and to just reach a new height in confidence in what I'm doing and when I'm outside um, with other people and stuff. I I love it. I love going That's to good. the meetings when I can make them and everything. So I haven't been to the World Vitilago Conference yet, but I am so, like, waiting to go in person, to be around everybody because I know the energy is just crazy. <laughs> well, we look forward. Oh my goodness, we look forward to having you with us. Um, I know that. Um, let's talk about the North Carolina. They had something last week, didn't they? Yes, they were at the um, park. Um, they did a walk through the park and stuff, and we were out of town, so I didn't make it to see everybody. I wish I could because I missed them from this pandemic. Mm. I know. Yeah, but and they I have another. Yes, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Terrell is doing a pop-up June 25th mm-hmm. um, at a park, so that's an event I look forward to going to this month as well. And then all of the podcasts and the virtual um, World Vitiligo Day, I'm looking forward to all of that. I really want to see everybody in person, though. It's just that in-person camaraderie that's mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's like the, I don't know uh, what I thing. thought. I don't know why I thought that you attended one of the conferences. I don't know. I know we've been friends for a while online, but I thought I, I kept thinking that you were in Detroit. I don't know why I kept thinking that. No, I wish I could have made it, but no, I haven't been to one yet. I was going to the one um, in Texas, and then I mm. started going through my divorce, so I didn't make it. Mm. So, yeah. Well, we certainly look forward. Oh yeah, and so the the whole idea is to plan for 
well, the, the planning stage happened last year. We didn't make it. So all of those things are pretty much still intact. And so we didn't make it this year, and they're still intact. So we're looking forward. Oh, my goodness. Hundreds of yeah, people are yeah. looking forward to next year, to go to Minnesota. Um, we we Last conference, we clocked over 300. So we're shooting. We're shooting for 400 yeah. plus. Yeah. For everybody to come together and celebrate. Exactly. Now, if if um if there's somebody out there listening, you told them how important it is to come to uh you know to connect themselves with a support group that's <clears throat> you know there to give you information, education, just to be somebody that looks like you. As you were growing up. From the age of accountability, from 25 or so, when you notice that you really have this, um, can you identify someone that you would call a support person? Honor that person today. Who is that person or persons that were your strongest support when you felt like you were in a deep place with your vitiligo? Um, I will have to say my my aunt Fruity, I have Aunt Jeanette. Um, they've always been very supportive of me. They keep things real with me. Um <laughs> my girlfriend Al Janita in Georgia, she has always been there loving on me when she knows she can call me because she knows, Is you all right? She can, it's like <laughs> she can feel it <laughs> when I need that boost, I need that confidence. So yeah, my cousin Bianca She's always been there. She's like another bodyguard. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to shelter me and stuff. But, yes, they have been there. And my mom and my grandma and my dad, they've always been there. They've always given me that support to let me know that I'm really no different from nobody else. So. And I ask that because support is so key to the success of someone handling this. So here you have your your immediate family, then you branch that out a little bit to some of those names that you've mentioned. But now along with that, you have the larger vitiligo community as your family. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. And yes, I'm so glad I found them too because I don't know like where I would be today without that extra support because they just, they're like the mm. catalyst to everything yeah. else, to see the many people out here that are affected with it just like me. It's like, wow, it's that many of us, so I know I'm not alone. I know I don't have to struggle by myself. If I need to vent to somebody and somebody, I know somebody understands. <laughs> yeah. Because they're yeah. dealing with it too. So, yeah, that support group, that Vitiligo support group, and stuff, yeah, that's the catalyst. Yeah. People that can relate because they've walked mm-hmm. in your shoes. That's an amazing thing. That's an amazing thing. Yes. I love, I wrote down here, you you refer to your daughter. How old is she now, 18? 23 now. 23. But I love yeah. the point where you said, you know, and you made me think immediately of the Whitney Houston movie, The Bodyguard. So you have those <laughs> that support you, but you have. Speak a little to that again. I love that part. You know, your bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah, she's just, uh, yeah, she's a special part of me. And, yeah, mommy is everything for her. When it comes to the Vitilago, any of the stairs and stuff, she's looking like, 
what you looking at my mama for? Mm-hmm. I've had we've had instances where we've been in a restaurant and somebody is asking you a question and she's quick to answer it for them and let them know what Villalago is and it's not contagious. Mm-hmm. So you can quit looking at her like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's just always been like that, but she's always like, Mom, I wish she was, she wished she could have it. I wish mm-hmm. I was like you. Wow. And wow. to me, that's the ultimate because she wants to look like me and I look yeah. so different from everyone else. And I tell all the time, you don't know what this carries. You don't want to look like me. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, so some, there's, there's, some, there's, there's some weight to this. There is some weight yeah. to this. It's, it's beautiful it, uh, to some people and it's uh, ugly to some. And, you yeah. know, the spectrum is wide. It's crazy. Exactly. It's just like my grandbaby, too. Um, I bought her when Barbie came out with the Villago doll. Oh, yes. I bought nice. her the doll, so she, she has the doll, and my grandbaby's all like, Gma, I'm playing with you today. <laughs> and when I call her on the phone and stuff, I'm like, oh, are you? She's like, yeah, we did this, and we did that. And it's just like, oh. Now, but does she know the word? Can she say the word Villago? Yes. That's what we we hope that, especially in elementary age, we want them to know. They know everything else that's out there. Mm-hmm. We want the younger generation to know what this is, know the name of it, be able to say it, get acquainted with it. Because it's not contagious. It's not dangerous. It's there's an emotional strain to it, but it's all right. It's all right. Right. Yes. Yeah. I wanted her to know ahead of time because it's like when she gets older and can really understand because she's only four, but she can say it because I say it to her all the time. But I just want her to be able to understand it once she gets older, then she knows, okay, that's Vitilago. It's like that because I tell her, I said, it's Vitilago, the pigment changer. So she said, Vitilago, pigment changer. So yeah, that's what it is. Good. Good. Well done. Good for you. Here's a strange question. I I throw this up every now and then, mm-hmm. uh, because it's a it's a fifty fifty. I, I think a fifty fifty, but who knows? If there was a cure tomorrow, would Tiffany Hunt be in line right up front for it? No. And why is that? Because this is me. Mm. I am Tiffany Hunt with Vitilago. I mean, that's a part of me. It's nothing that I want to take away because it's nothing bad. Yes. I wouldn't do it because then I feel like, okay, well, I'm taking away God's paint, his art. I mean, he he does this all the time. And for me, that will never be a cure. You can probably make it go away for a little bit, but it's going to come right back. Mm. God do what he want to do when he want to do it. That's it. That's it. And it's a, it's a great debate. There's some for and there's some. I I personally, I am not looking for a cure. But the, we have the children's group, Pen Pal Patch children's mm-hmm. group, that those mothers, 176 of them, they are looking for something to cure their babies. So, yes, I will stand in support of and hold up a sign for them. But on a personal note, it's not something I want. So, yes, you... If I was I'm asked the question, do I want a cure? I don't want a cure for me, but I want a right. cure for the people who want a cure. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, because there are some that just can't handle it and they do want it to go away. I've had um, a lady with Villalago come up to me at a in a store one day. She's like, you know, I use this kind of makeup to cover up my Villalago because I have it too. And I'm like, I don't want any makeup to cover it up. Mm-hmm. She was like, I wish I was bold enough to do what you do. But you see, part of that is coming, like you're saying, coming around a support group, having a support system, your family, friends, a supportive system around you to help you build your self-confidence. And you use that word several times in this conversation. And if they don't have that, there lies your problem. That's right. They need a foundation. They need people around them to encourage them, saying, you're beautiful. Like Fleming, you're beautiful. Guess the way. Don't, you can tell me about your like if you want. But what Fleming say? He loved you yeah. for you. Regardless. Yeah. Regardless. So that woman has to get to that place where she's comfortable, stand in the mirror, look at the artwork, the creative work of God on your face, and say, mm-hmm. God, you've done it. You're okay. I'm okay. Exactly. Yeah. Now, before we leave, I, you know, we're, we're, is there any question, if you had a specific question for me or for this Viligo community, what would you ask us? What more can we do to get the support out there to those who need it? and to get the information out there to those who don't understand it? Very good question. question. Very good question. And I hate to say this because, you know, I'm in church, and, and, and let's start with the church. The church is going to say the same thing and that I'm going to say. Everything takes money. And we have a, 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 a conversation right now where, Yes, we're in a pandemic, so that has really brought things from bad to worse. But prior to the um, pandemic, it was it's hard to get folks to support Vitiligo. And I think that is because it's still um, – and I spoke to this woman one day. She called it unrecognized. You guys have an unrecognized – how is this thing going to be unrecognized? Don't you see it in my face? You know, right. so it's, 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 it's a hard call because anything that you're going to do is going to take, yeah, I, I'm coming in with passion and I'm coming in gung-ho and ready to work, but I can't lift a fork if I don't have the money to buy the fork. Does, right. does that make sense? Does what I'm saying makes sense to you? Yes, it does. Yeah. Okay. So that is the hardest um, the hard piece to, to this right now. For example, um, I love to have on, on hand um, brochures. Should I meet people? We're having a picnic next week. I want to um, go out there with brochures just in case uh, I stumble on people and the brochure box is getting low. Mm-hmm. And I can't call, go to the printer and say, um, could you throw me a couple of brochures? It doesn't work like that. So funding, 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 government funding. Government funds stuff. We need them to fund support groups, 
that are out here working and it's not happening. Yeah, that is a hard thing to try to do for them to reckon, even recognize it as something that's important enough to back. Ooh, that's a money. good word. That's a good word, Tiffany. Important enough. Mhm. Hmm. Yeah, because some people think it's just oh, it's just a cosmetic thing. It's not nothing serious, and it is. It affects everything you mentally, socially. So yeah, it's important enough. Uh, yep. so that we can get the word out there because it's not just adults. It affects the kids. It affects kids as well, teenagers, I mean, everybody, and affects us all differently. Yeah. And so until that happens, um, you know, group like, like ours and other groups across the U.S., we mm-hmm. just have to continue doing what we're doing and get to a point where we can take a a good flock, a good group of us to the people that we put in office in Washington, D.C., and said, listen, knock on doors and say say to them, we're here. We need you now. We need help. I tell the story about a little girl that I heard of in your state, as a matter of fact, Mm -hmm. refusing to go to school because of the vitiligo, the bullies. Oh, the bullies can be bad. And so I sent a book, they read it in the school, and I sent one to give to her as a gift. And just educating kids at a young age, letting them know this thing is not scary, you can touch me, that's what our goal is. And to get funding to buy the books to send them to school, that is a problem. So. It, it, it's sad all the way around, but, you know, help yes, us come. Yes. God knows what we're doing. Oh, yeah. He's going to make it happen. Oh, yeah. He will. We'll, we'll get it because we're going to get in some good trouble and get us some people up and let them know, okay, yeah, your vote is affected by us as well. There you go. There you go. Well, we have new people in office, so we just need to get ourselves together, get uh, organized, and get prepared to go back because um, in 2016, when I put out the call on Facebook, who will join us? My goodness, people came from all over, all over Mm -hmm. the U.S., from France, from Africa. They were here for the rally on the Capitol steps. We made it happen. We can do it again. Um, And I think when we do it again, stronger, um, more informed, and uh, uh, people willing to give up some time to make this happen, we we can do we can do damage, we can do real damage. Oh yes, yeah. So before we we end this today, I want you to speak to somebody out there who they might not have had this as a, from a child like you have. They might not have noticed it and got diagnosed officially at twenty five or dealt with the struggle of the, you know, your your struggle through fifth grade and coming on up. But they're in the midst of it right now because they were newly diagnosed. How would you encourage that person right now? Speak to them. Um, just to let them know, you're not alone. There's 1% of the world that's with you. Find a mm. support group. Get with someone who you can talk to. Find someone within that support group that you can get close with and you can have dinner with or maybe go out somewhere with and 
just talk to them. Whatever you want to know, reach out to someone to find out. Don't hold it in. If you just need somebody to call to cry, Mm. do that. But don't hold it in. Don't let those fears or that anxiety overtake you or overcome you because you're Mm. strong. You can deal with it. God is with you every day. So just hang on to that and, yeah, live your best life. And what, in all of what you just said, everything that you just said, I wrapped it up, summarized it as saying to that person who's out there listening, wherever you are, this reaches so many places. You've just said to them that there's a family out here waiting for you. Isn't that what you just said to them in so many words? Yes. 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 We have our arms open waiting. Amen. There's support right here. You don't have to stray. There are groups everywhere. If you can't find a group, you can call us. We can direct you to a group in your town. And so, Tiffany, I thank you. I thank you for spending this time for me. We had a nice clear line. And so I am so appreciative. I look forward to a big hug next year in Minnesota. We're heading to Minnesota. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed myself, and I look forward to seeing you. Absolutely. God bless. Stay well. Stay safe. You too. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, my conversation with Tiffany Hunt out of North Carolina. Kudos to Tiffany. Again, she is um, preparing to um, get married in October, so we send love and blessings to um, her mister, Mr. Fleming, and we pray for a beautiful day coming up in October. Listen, we thank you for joining us, following us, being with us. Uh, Vic Friends, Vitiligo Support Community is here for you wherever you are, uh, nationally and even internationally. Again, happy Vitiligo Awareness uh, Month. Congratulations to all of the states that have received this governor's proclamation. We salute you. We say Thank you and continue to do this good work. It's good work. It, it's tiring. It's it's a lot, but it has to be done. It must be done. If you need help, uh, if you have questions, if you need to talk, we're here for you 24-7 at 844-374-3639. Again, 844-374-3639. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit. Uh, we are on Spotify, iHeartRadio, on all of the so many platforms just to get the word out, to let folks know that, you know, there's help. There's help. There's somebody to talk to. Um, www.vitfriends.org is our homepage, our vitfriends um door of information, anything you want to know, it's there. You can also write us at support at vitfriends.org. May God bless you. Stay well, stay safe as we wrap up a pandemic 
Let's continue to live. And as Tiffany reminds us, live your best life. Don't let anything get in your way. Tiffany said, live your best life. On behalf of the Vic Friends family, our board, and our podcast team, we bless you and say to you, enjoy your weekend. See you next time. Bye-bye.